WTPS Petersburg. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 8 o'clock. Richmond takes on Mississippi State tonight in the NIT quarterfinals at 6 p.m. Tonight from Frisco, Texas, which can be heard right here on ESPN Richmond. Mississippi State took down St. Louis 74-68 on Saturday. William & Mary has launched a $55 million campaign for its student-athletes. Titled All In, the campaign centers around the tribe community coming together to support all 23 Division I varsity teams, provide for future stability, enhance equity, and bolster the entire academic experience at William & Mary. It also places places a heavy emphasis on student-athlete development by transforming the places where players train, compete, and study. The NFL has paved a way for Washington football team owner Dan Snyder to buy out Washington minority investors. The Finance Committee approved Snyder's application for a $450 million debt waiver. The other league owners will vote at the league's annual meeting next week, where 24 of 32 owners will need to vote in Snyder's favor in order for the transaction to go through. If it is complete, Snyder will own 81% of the team, where while his mother and sister will carry the remaining 19%. The Pittsburgh Penguins proved to be too much for the slumping Buffalo Sabres as the Pens won 5-2. Sidney Crosby had a two-point night with a goal and an assist. Zach Aston-Reese also had a goal and an assist while Tristan Jari stopped 26 of 28 shots. The Sabres have now lost 15 in a row and haven't tallied a victory since February 23rd. Referee Tim Peel has been relieved of his duties effective immediately after he was caught on a hot mic saying he wanted to give the Nashville Predators a penalty early in the game on Tuesday evening. NHL senior VP of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell said in an announcement Wednesday morning that Peel would, quote, no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. Spring practice has begun for many FBS college football programs, and with that comes the unfortunate news of injuries. First notable injury happened to Georgia standout wide receiver George Pickens, who tore his ACL in his right knee in a non-contact, non-contact drill Tuesday. Pickens was a true freshman All-ACC selection in 2019. Let's get a check for your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. We'll have fog this morning, giving way to sunshine. It'll be very warm with highs in the upper 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt DiNardo. This weather report brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For rebates or low payments on a new Linux home comfort system, call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. It's 802. You're up to date in the Richmond Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1027 ESPN. Experience amazing today at the reimagined Lexus of Richmond. This update is brought to you by Pig & Brew Barbecue, authentic North Carolina-style barbecue located south of the James, 1313 Hull Street, or online at pigandbrew.com. Huddle up, sit up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's go, huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. So here's a uh, rhetorical question to start the morning for you on this Thursday as we welcome you to the Sports Huddle. That is the name of our program. What's in a name is the rhetorical question that we lead off with this morning. Well, if your name is Dan Snyder, you're making headlines again this morning. And if you're the Washington football team... We're talking about the name of your football team as well. Two stories coming out of the D.C. sports scene this morning that will top off our sports huddle for a Thursday morning, the 25th of March already. It's a spring-like day today. Once that fog burns off this morning, which it's pretty much doing as we cross over the 8 o'clock hour, but be careful if you're out there on the roads this morning. A little bit of fog still left in the capital city and in central Virginia, so be careful about that, and we're glad you've joined us for the program this morning. But, yes, uh, as we start the program, Bob Black here, James Flowers producing. It is the Sports Huddle. We are on 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN, and would love for you to interact and be a part of the program with us this morning as well you can always dial us up to talk on the air with us or you can text us as well and we invite you to go either way to be a part of our program this morning but back to my rhetorical question of the morning what's in a name so first of all for dan snyder once again making headlines this morning and yesterday afternoon in that it appears as though he is making an effort now to open up the checkbook And rather than get out himself, as a lot of Washington football fans wish he would do, he's actually going to take more control 
of this franchise. He and his family will take more control of this franchise, that he is looking to buy out those minority owners who were trying to give up their portion of the team anyway or get Dan Snyder out of there and have complete ownership between he and his family. I guess his mother owns a portion of it and his sister owns a portion of it, but he's obviously the majority owner of the team, and it looks like he's trying to buy out the minority owners who he'd already had the friction with moving forward uh, and become the majority owner, if not the sole owner, the Snyder name will become the sole owner of the Washington football team. What do you make of that? What could potentially happen? I mean, we're just seeing things starting to turn around, right? The culture is changing. Uh, Jason Wright leading the operation seems to be putting some pieces in place. Ron Rivera and his football staff seem to have been given at least publicly, autonomy to make the moves that they want to make. Uh, that that Dan Snyder hasn't gotten involved too much in any of the free agent signings, uh, any of the decision-making, any of the too deep, any of that on the football field. And apparently, it doesn't appear, neither has Jason Wright, that he has stuck to his guns when he was hired by the Washington football team, that he'll run the business side of things, and Ron Rivera and crew will handle the football side of things. And that appears to be happening beyond this news. Uh, Now, some of this could bring some stability to the franchise. It could get them past the infighting that's going on amongst the minority owners and Dan Snyder. This still does not get him off the hook for the investigations that have been going on within his franchise uh, and the legal action that is being taken and investigated at the moment. That is still... On the table, the investigation by the attorney, Beth Wilkinson, that's that's still out there from the uh, sexual harassment allegations, uh, all the, the employees, all of that. That that hasn't been settled by any stretch of the imagination. That investigation is still ongoing. So he can go ahead and grab the rest of the franchise, but there could still be ramifications and repercussions from that investigation. So that's step number one that Dan Snyder and the Snyder name appears to be attached to the Washington football team for some time to come if he's able to, you know, pony up the money, which it certainly seems like he can do. And then he needs 24 of the 32 owners to vote in favor of selling the majority remaining of the team to Snyder. And it sounds like in reading John Kimes' story on ESPN.com and uh, looking at – Uh, NBC Sports Washington this morning that that would happen, that the owners uh, would not stand in the way of that, and then they would let the legal investigation take care of itself and see where it heads. Uh, So, And we didn't think that was going to happen earlier on anyway, that he was going to give up this franchise at all. In fact, I can remember us talking, you know, a long time ago already that he was going to dig his heels in. He wasn't going anywhere. Now, I'm not sure I saw this coming where he was going to take over the entire ownership of the franchise but i certainly am less surprised by that than i would have been had he gotten out uh make no mistake about that so and i do think he's put some good people in place to run the franchise and as long as he stays in the background uh this team could continue to move forward continue to change that culture and continue to win football games which is the bottom line uh that ron rivera and uh his football staff is now now charged with. On the other hand, the other name situation here of what's in a name is when and if there will be a nickname for the Washington football team. And that rebranding process continues. Jason Wright made some public comments about that earlier this week uh, because one of the deadlines is coming up. And if you've got that name that you like, you have until April 5th. There's a website out there where you can go online and submit your idea, all of that. Uh, and they've had literally thousands of those. But there's a little bit more time to do that. And then the, the committee, the group that has been put together to select a nickname uh, will do so. And I'm pretty sure, as he talked with us when we had him on when he was hired by Washington, Tim Hightower, the former Richmond Spider NFL running back, former Redskin, amongst others in the National Football League, uh, is involved in that process. He's now overseeing the alumni uh, part of the Washington football team 
haven't caught up with Tim in a while, but I do remember when we had him on, he had talked about being a part of this process with Jason Wright to select a new nickname. And Jason Wright would not tip his hand at all. In fact, actually said there was a little bit of groundswell. I don't know if it's a lot, but there was some that people have kind of just caught on to the WFT, the hashtag WFT and the Washington football team and all its uniqueness and just leave it at that, which would be a colossal mistake, in my humble opinion, that they are leaving all sorts of marketing and advertising dollars on the table by doing that and that it would not fit in the National Football League, that they need a nickname that they can rally around. That If they're talking about rebranding, that's what rebranding is all about, to come up with some sort of new nickname, some sort of new logo. Um, I think the hashtag WFT can stay. Washington football team can still stay. And then there's a hashtag for the new nickname, whatever that might be. We have talked long and hard about Red Wolves and Red Tails as a couple of our favorites my favorites for the Washington football team. They're going to keep the color scheme. I think that's really important, the burgundy and gold. And if you start it with an R, you can keep the HTTR that used to be hail to the Redskins, could now be hail to the Red Wolves or Red Tails. And if you have some cool logo, you're going to sell a lot of merchandise and your fan base is galvanized. It can rally around something like that. Um, So I don't know when that decision is coming. It sounds like it's still pretty far in the distant future if they have a deadline of april 5th just to consider public comment and that's about what this amounts to this is the online version of the good old-fashioned town hall of getting public comment instead of sitting around the table or in the town hall they're doing it all online and i don't know if they've got a group that's going through every one of these suggestions or not because for some reason it's like fifteen thousand. Uh, suggestions. Now, I'm sure there are many, many duplicates in that group as well, but somebody's sifting through all of that. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So it's going to take them some time. I'm sure they already have their top proposals. I am sure they are already working with marketing firms, consulting firms, legal firms uh, to um, market that phrase, whatever it's going to be, or the nickname, or whatever it's going to be for the Washington football team. So uh, that's our morning rhetorical question this morning. If you'd like to chime in on it, make it something other than rhetorical, that would be fine as well. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but those are two important things as they move forward with the Washington football team. And as we talked about the whole changing of the culture, uh, trying to win more games, letting the football people do what they do, and letting the business people do what they do. 804-521-8501 is what we do. That's our number to dial up and chat on the show with us or text us 804-638-9508-638-9508. So something a little different this morning. It's been a lot of college basketball this week for the most part with March Madness. The women's tournament continued. Uh, great game last night. Texas A&M winning at the buzzer. Uh, that tournament continues. The men obviously are... Uh, on pause now until the weekend when they get to the Sweet 16. The NIT, yes, does continue tonight. Uh, Richmond is in action. The Spiders play Mississippi State at 6 o'clock tonight. We have it at 5.30 here on ESPN. Richmond, uh, the Spiders, and Mississippi State Bulldogs in the quarterfinals. Spiders have never made it to the semifinals, so that would be a little feather in the cap if they could win tonight. Obviously, no Madison Square Garden this time around where the NIT semifinals and finals are traditionally held with this entire thing being played down in Texas. Uh, The semifinals and finals will be in Frisco, Texas. Tonight's game for Richmond is in Denton, Texas at the University of North Texas, which was an NCAA team this season and now hosting these NIT games. All right, there you go. That uh, that kind of gets us started for a Thursday morning. As I said, it's a little bit of different stuff for you this morning uh, to get you started with some NFL Washington football team talk. And as I'll mention here in just a moment, we got more of that coming up this morning as well. But in any event, let's call that the morning brew. What's in a name? The Washington football team and Dan Snyder making headlines, potentially becoming the Snyder family name, the sole owner's of the Washington football team. Your morning brew brought to you by Pig and Brew Barbecue, North Carolina-style barbecue south of the James 1313 Hull Street. They are open today from 1 to 8, and then over the weekend, Friday and Saturday, a little bit longer hours for you from 1 to 10. You can check out the full menu at Pig and Brew. 
Pigandpig.com. This week's special, the St. Louis smoked ribs side of homemade potato salad at Pig and Brew Barbecue, 1313 Hull Street Road. Now let's peek ahead to what's coming up on the Thursday Sports Huddle. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Opening drive this morning and each and every morning, especially during March Madness, sponsored by the Lexus of Richmond Invitation to Lexus sales event. That's happening now as part of March Madness until the end of the month, until March 31st. Lexus of Richmond, again, our proud sponsor of NCAA tournament coverage, which continues this weekend exclusively in the capital city from Westwood One with the Sweet 16 games coming up this weekend. So any event, stop by the Lexus dealership, 9703 Midlothian Turnpike. Visit online anytime at LexusofRichmond.com. We will continue to branch out between and beyond college basketball. This morning we'll talk some college football coming up here at the bottom of the hour, Greg Medea from the Harrisonburg News Record. Haven't had Greg on in quite some time, and the JM New Dukes haven't played in quite some time because they have had back-to-back games stopped because of positive COVID tests uh, throughout a decent number, from what I'm hearing, of players with JMU. Their game for this weekend is at William & Mary. It is on, and you know the Dukes will be chomping at the bit to get back on the field, and you know William & Mary is going to be fired up about this one. The Tribe has played well here at the outset of the season, came up with a really good win over Elon this past weekend. So Greg's going to join us here at the bottom of the hour, try and get updated on what's happening with JMU football and them getting back to practice and getting hopefully back on the playing field this Saturday against William & Mary. Greg Medea from the Harrisonburg News Record joins us here in about 10 to 15 minutes. Other side of the top of the hour, once we get into the 9 o'clock hour, it is a Thursday, so Scott Jackson joins us at 9.15. And, yeah, sure, we'll talk some NCAA March Madness with Scott and break down the brackets a little bit more, but also want to touch base with him on the news of the Washington football team and the two topics that we spent the first segment talking about this morning, and that's the Dan Snyder potential Uh, full ownership of the Washington football team and then where they are with not only the name but just the whole marketing of the Washington football team and the steps taking forward moving forward after this season that saw them get to the playoffs even with the losing record certainly a step in the right direction so Scott joins us at 9 15 this morning on the sports huddle and again you can do so as well 521-8501 to call 638-9508 to text. All right, 817 on the Sports Huddle. Let's get a check of Sports Huddle traffic. Come back on the other side. Talk a little bit more if it is NFL or March Madness or, you know what, we're a week away from Major League Baseball's opening day. We might actually touch upon that. The weather's warming up around here. Teams are getting ready to head north and we will have real baseball and hopefully a real 162 game season that will start next Thursday and we're telling you all about it because, of course, we'll have plenty of baseball play by play coverage right here on ESPN Richmond. All right, let's get that check of traffic. 818 on the Sports Saddle, 995-1027 ESPN. This update is brought to you by Ariana's Italian Restaurant. Stop by for homemade pizza, pasta, and daily specials. 700 North Shepherd Street in the Museum District. Or order online at ariannasrva.com. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update is brought to you by Staples Stores. I'm 195 northbound. A crash uh, as you come up onto Laburnum Avenue has the right and center lanes blocked, and we're backed up through Powell High Parkway with this one. I-95 northbound traffic held up by a crash just before the I-64 merge, and I-95 southbound there's a crash just before Lombardi Street overpass. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Staples has everything you need to be organized and productive like home office furniture, the latest tech, and organization supplies all at amazing prices. Get a fresh start with big savings from Staples. It doesn't matter if you walk, skip, bike, jog, skateboard, or pogo stick. When you head outside, take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Not only is opening day one week from today, but our move up the dial is one week from today. That's right. Next Thursday, April 1st, 
Again, cautioning you, that is no April Fool's joke. ESPN Richmond moves up the dial to 1061 ESPN Richmond starting next Thursday, combining our resources with our friends over there at 1061. It will be the ESPN Richmond sound coming over there, plus much more local sports talk and sports programming. Hopefully you've been tuned in over the last week or so since we made that announcement. Uh, We'll get your day started. Jamie King with uh, the Sports King at 7. Big Al with Sports Phone from 8 until 10. Our ESPN Midday Programming from ESPN Radio. Matt Joseph's coming along for the ride at 3 o'clock with Border to Border, presented by Colonial Downs Racetrack. And then uh, I'll be moving back to the afternoons. Now, some of you may be going, what do you mean back to the afternoons? Been on the morning. Uh, But back in the day, the sports huddle started in the afternoon and was reincarnated in the afternoon before it moved to the morning. So we're going 4 to 6 weekday afternoons with the sports huddle starting April 5th for the sports huddle. Programming changes April 1, so you'll set those dial positions if you're listening on your car radio to 1061 a week from today. Keep it right where you are right now for the next week because the March Madness coverage and Richmond football and our sports out in the morning continues on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 950 AM for another week until April 1st. And then the switchover occurs. And as I've been telling you, and I don't want to get too repetitive uh, for you, but uh, that April 1st, as I said, is the opening day for Major League Baseball. We'll again carry the Braves. They play a 305 game scheduled to play 305 next Thursday at Philadelphia so we'll have that game uh, Friday April 2 we are actually off that had already been predetermined and we'll be back on Monday April 5th which is the national championship game for college basketball Sean Robertson will join me on that Monday and then Sean's going to be with us on Thursdays to co-host the sports huddle in the afternoon as I've been saying a little bit harder for a TV guy to get that time in the afternoon with their schedule than it is in the morning but uh, Sean has really enjoyed it I've loved having him as a co-host and he's going to continue to do that with us hopefully on Thursday afternoons from four to six so in any event our first huddle in the afternoon from 4 to 6 is Monday, April 5th. Tuesday and Wednesday are Braves day games, and then we're back at it on Wednesday. All right, I, I got to admit, when I mentioned Major League Baseball, I did take a peek to the rest of that opening day schedule because it's a great day. If you're a baseball fan, especially this year after the uh, shortened season of just 60 games last year and the delayed start and all of the experimental rules and all of that that we went through last season – to get to the Dodgers winning the World Series championship, it's pretty refreshing to have a normal slate of games on a normal opening day of Thursday, April 1. So I must admit I did take a peek down the list of games after I had mentioned that before traffic. I knew, obviously, the Braves and Phillies. Uh, Really excited for that, Uh, being a Phillies fan, but also following the Braves pretty darn closely. Uh, Really looking forward to that. Aaron Nola, I uh, watched a little of him the other day. He looked like he was in midseason form and ready to go. So uh, that got me excited as well. I had mentioned the, the Nationals-Mets game with DeGrom and Scherzer, uh, who were matched up in a spring training game. They're going to be again on opening day. That's a night game. We will have that one from ESPN Radio. So we've actually got baseball doubleheader for you next Thursday with the Braves-Phillies in the afternoon and Mets-Nationals at night. What a, what a great way to start our baseball coverage with a couple of National League East games, and that should be a terrific division. So that game definitely excited me. The Dodgers open defense of their World Series champion championship on the road against the Rockies. Clayton Kershaw will get another opening day start there um, for Los Angeles. So those were some of the games. The Orioles and Red Sox open. Um, you know, the other team in our in our neck of the woods. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Orioles and Red Sox at Fenway, and that's a day game. No, we got a lot of Yankee fans out there. They open at home. Garrett Cole will get the start for the Yankees against the Blue Jays. The other thing I love about opening day is exactly that, day. And all the day baseball, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, about 11 day games on Thursday. So you could be flipping around the dial, whether that's on radio or television, and you'll have your share of day games. In fact, the Nationals are one of the only four uh, night games on opening day, opening night uh, at um, 
at uh, Nats Park. Mets and Nationals at 7 o'clock. The other night games, White Sox, Angels, Astros, A's, and Giants, Mariners. We'll talk much more baseball uh, as we move along and get a little bit closer to opening day and we get into the season and all of that. And uh, we will. I'm going to even have to refresh my memory here on the rules that are staying in place and the rules that aren't. Uh, One of the big ones to me is I don't think the National League will have the designated hitter. I think the pitchers are going to bat, so um, I, I like that. Um, I do think, if I remember correctly, um, the the runner on second in extra innings is going to stay this year, which I'm not a big fan of. That's not one of the uh, rules that I really particularly liked. And I think the double headers, if you're still playing a true double header, that's going to stay as a seven inning game. Uh, which again, I'm not a fan of that either. I am. Uh, I'm not even going to call myself a traditionalist. I'm just going to call myself a real baseball fan. Real baseball. I mean, I know I'm a real baseball fan, but real baseball. Uh, play the two nine inning games. Get enough pitching. Uh, and play them straight through. We don't need this runner on second base to start every extra inning. Um, rosters are going to be at 26, and only span- expand to 28. In September, in the old days, not too long ago, before pre-pandemic, the rosters expanded to 40 in September, which gave a lot of those minor league guys hope that they would get called up for the last month of the season. It's not going to happen that way anymore, but the compromise there was to expand from uh, 24-25 during the regular season to 26 all year, and then only a couple of more into September. But yes, uh, it will be two seven-inning games if you play a normal doubleheader. I think if you play a split doubleheader, which could come back because with fans being uh, coming back to the ballparks, uh, ownership is certainly going to want two separate admissions. If that happens, they would be nine-inning games. I'm almost positive of that. If you play like at noon and seven o'clock, I think those would be nine-inning games. I'd have to check on that. But in any event, if it's a traditional doubleheader it would be seven inning games runner on second to start extra innings Eh, not a fan of that glad the national league will have pitchers hit american league can stick with the dh all right uh, there you go let's take a break uh, we will talk some spring not baseball but football spring college football greg medea harrisonburg news record will join us we'll get an update on what's happening with the jmu dukes as they look to come back from a relatively lengthy covid pause they play at william and mary saturday afternoon greg joins us next on the sports huddle Maybe you've got a lucky jersey, or maybe you've got a pair of team shorts that you have to wear during the game, or maybe you've got a hat that's like a lucky charm. Look, I'll make it real simple for you. We are all for it if it keeps you from listening to us naked. That can be kind of awkward. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This update is brought to you by Pig and Brew Barbecue, authentic North Carolina-style barbecue located south of the James, 1313 Hull Street, or online at pigandbrew.com. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm almost at $10,000 in four years. I've never traveled anywhere. They made this sound that this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I know all the tricks because I'm embarrassed to say I once worked in the timeshare industry. We've saved suffering timeshare owners millions in debt and maintenance fees. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. I honestly would recommend that you call Wesley Financial. They will help you. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free information kit. If they can't get you out of your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Call 800-522-5700. That's 800-522-5700. 800-522-5700. The tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet, and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than putting your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WXGI when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code WXGI to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 829. Richmond takes on Mississippi State tonight in the NIT quarterfinals at 6 p.m. From Frisco, Texas, which can be heard right here on ESPN Richmond. Mississippi State took down St. Louis 74-68 on Saturday. The NFL has paved a way for Washington football team owner Dan Snyder to buy out Washington minority investors. Finance Committee approved Snyder's application for a $450 million debt waiver. The other league owners will vote at the league's annual meeting next week, where 24 of 32 owners will need to comp- uh, vote in Snyder's favor in order for the transaction to go through. If it is complete, Snyder will own 81% of the team while his mother and sister carry the remaining 19%. In hockey last night, the Pittsburgh Penguins proved to be too much for the slumping Buffalo Sabres as the Pens won 5-2. Sidney Crosby had a two-point night with a golden assist. Zach Aston-Reese also had a golden assist while Tristan Jari stopped 26-28 shots. The Sabres have now lost 15 in a row and haven't tallied a victory since February 23rd. Referee Tim Peel has been relieved of his duties effective immediately after he was caught on a hot mic saying he wanted to give the Nashville Predators a penalty early in the game on Tuesday evening. NHL Senior VP of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell said in an announcement Wednesday morning that Peel would, quote, no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. VCU's Lanto Griffin tees off at 154, facing Rory McIlroy in the WGC Dell Technologies match play in Austin. Yesterday, Griffin dropped his first-round matchup against Aussie Cameron Smith. The Olympic torch is on the move as the torch relay kicked off this morning after a one-year delay. The J Village Soccer Training Facility in Fukushima was the site chosen for the torch relay. It was the frontline operations center for the government's response in the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011. The Tokyo Olympics begins in 120 days. Let's get a check for your East Bend Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. We'll have fog this morning giving way to sunshine. It'll be very warm with highs in the upper 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. This report is sponsored by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Unused prescription opioids can can spell harm if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for or accidentally taken by a child or pet. Find safe drug take-back options at fda.gov slash drug disposal. It is 831. You're up to date news from Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1027 ESPN. Experience amazing during the December to Remember sales event at Lexus of Richmond. Springtime is here and the RVA soccer season is back. Reserve your tickets today to the April 24th home opener at richmondkickers.com. The best way to describe Mickey D's new crispy chicken sandwich is crispy, juicy, tender. And yes, it's all one word. Think of it this way. Crispy, juicy, tender is like violet smacking, trap based crunk, chow tea, ooey, bay bestie boo, and then some. You get the point. Crispy, juicy, tender chicken with crinkle cut pickles all on a buttery potato bun. It's everything you could want in a chicken sandwich. McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich. Get in tune and order ahead in the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. The forgotten poor in need of healing wait for Mercy Ships. A floating hospital staffed by volunteers. Heroes of Mercy who donate their time to save lives. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org. If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move. With the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Credit cards maxed out? Pacific Debt can help. Pacific Debt is the nation's friendliest debt settlement company. They can settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe. Get free information now. 800-281-9981. 800-281-9981. Looking for a friendly neighborhood barbecue restaurant? How about Pick and Brew Barbecue? Authentic North Carolina barbecue right here in the RVA. Serving signature dishes such as smoked brisket, minced pork barbecue, St. Louis ribs, fresh seafood, and plenty of scrumptious southern sides. Make Pick and Brew your new favorite spot. Located south of the James at 1313 Hall Street. Open Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8 and Friday and Saturday 1 to 10 p.m. Give us a call at 447-2625 or check out the full menu at pigandbrew.com.
Catch every NCAA basketball tournament game on all 70 high-def TVs at Uptown Alley, 6101 Brad McNear Parkway, or online at UptownAlleyRichmond.com. It's the same sports talk and play-by-play you expect us to deliver at a stronger signal on the FM dial. Follow ESPN Richmond to its new home at 106.1 FM starting April 1st. Let's get to the Herman Allen Hotline at 835 on the Thursday Sports Huddle and talk some springtime college football. Greg Medea. From the Harrisonburg News Record joins us, I'm sure. He is anxiously awaiting a return of JMU football as JMU Nation is as well this weekend scheduled to play at William & Mary after missing the past two games. Greg, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks Thanks for having me on. And, and yeah, it's weird. As as weird as the spring season may be, it it was weird being off the last two Saturdays, right? Uh, So it felt it felt normal to 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 be missing uh, covering games. I, I will I will say that. Boy, echo that. I mean, one of those games was the Richmond game, which, of course, I would have been doing as well. I was really disappointed uh, because the Spiders are one of those teams that has played very well out of the gates here this spring. JMU, obviously number one in the nation and undefeated, even with a speed bump or two in the Elon game, which they came back to win. And then, of course, the two games against the William & Mary Tribe and then the Richmond Spiders postponed. So give us an update, Greg. Uh, What have you learned? Where is the JMU program right now? And how confident do you feel that they'll – field a competitive team on saturday afternoon yeah so they are back to practice this week remember they were paused last week after they announced the richmond game uh, was postponed they decided to just put the program on pause for a few days and see where things fall after that i guess they were getting some more uh negative uh negative test results uh and they were able to do some strength and conditioning some running uh over the weekend a couple of days there, and then get back on the practice field uh, earlier this week on Monday. Uh, so that's that's how they kind of have have gotten through this, and and they'll be without some, some good players. Signetti said as much that they'll they'll be without some key players. He, he may not know exactly who they'll have, who they won't have until until Friday, until tomorrow uh, when they go through. I guess they, what would be their last testing before. Saturday's game against William and Mary, so they know they're going to be probably a little shorthanded, uh, but feel they have enough at least to field the football team. And I think with how this spring season is is playing out, there's probably some pressure to start getting games in and and play with really the you know as as many players as you have because if you're James Madison, you're sitting there three and zero. You need to play at least four to be eligible for the postseason. You need to play at least three in the CAA to be eligible for the CAA's automatic qualifying berth, and, and that's just to, to be eligible for it. And you're not even talking about whether or not they're going to have a better record than, than Delaware in the north or Villanova in the north or Richmond in, in the south. If Richmond continues to play well or William & Mary, they, they've been better. Uh, you know, if you look at what they did this past weekend against Elon, so – uh, I think there's some some pressure to start playing games, and uh, if they feel like they have at least enough to to put a competitive roster on the field, it may not be their best roster, but a competitive one. Then I think they're going to go ahead and play the game. And Greg, if you break it down a little bit, isn't it even more than just the numbers? And the numbers were were pretty substantial. And I think you may have been talking about it, or one of your stories, uh, the number of players who tested positive and the number of players in contact tracing were large numbers. But even beyond that, don't you have to break it down by position group? Because even if it's a smaller number, if it's the majority of, for example, your offensive linemen, and you don't have enough offensive linemen to play, but you have quantity of numbers, you're still not going to be able to play because you can't field a full team because a position group has been so decimated. Yeah, that, that's exactly right, Bob. And uh, Kurt Signetti said as much uh, during his, during his I think, Tuesday press conference. They pushed it to Tuesday this week. Uh, and he, he basically said, you know, they had they – had an individual test positive before they went down to Elon. It was a backup player, uh, but you know, after after going through the contact tracing and and the how the virus spreads, you know, then his roommate tested positive, and then you know, his one of his close friends on the team has it, and then all of a sudden, you're looking at the position group uh, that, that has it uh, that that has it, and, and then you're down a, a whole group, and that's 
that's definitely not ideal. In total, it it, it affected 28 uh, players as of the most recent update in terms of the numbers that we got from Jeff Bourne. There were 12 Jamie players who tested positive, uh, and then uh, 16 who were put in protocol due to contact tracing. But when, when you look at when you, when you look at the, the scope of it and kind of what you need to, to play a game and, and be able to play in the CAA, I, I think you're, you're talking about that position stuff being really, really important. I know Joe D'Antonio, the CAA commissioner, told me earlier in the week, the league doesn't have any man, or I guess it was last week, told me earlier that the league doesn't mandate any specific number in terms of how many players uh, you have to play to to you have to have available to, to play a game, uh, but they do have recommendations and, and benchmarks that they set for the schools to follow if they want to play or if they feel like they can't play. So I think I think for the league's recommendation, you're looking at seven O linemen, one quarterback, and four D linemen uh, is, is what the league recommends to have as far as certain position. Those three positions are, are the ones they target. And then I think the number of players eligible uh, needed to start a game as far as what's recommended is 53. So that's kind of the thresholds you're looking at and, and probably what most schools are going by. Greg Medea, Harrisonburg News Record with us on the Herman Allen Hotline on the Sports Huddle. This morning, I'll take that one step further. Greg, obviously this is most impactful to James Madison, no doubt about that. But I do wonder how Mike London and his staff are going about prepping for this game, really not knowing who's going to show up on the two deep for JMU. Are we preparing for this guy or that guy or this position? There's a guy we've never seen before. So it could create some uncertainties once uh, you kick it off at Zabel Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, no, no question about it. It was funny. I th- London, London said something to the effect, I think, during the CAA call the other day, of, you know, regardless of who James Madison shows up with, uh, they're probably going to be pretty good players. Uh, so I, I, think, I, think, I think you take the, maybe the wide-scope, big-picture view of JMU and hope from there, but I, I do think that matters, to, to your point. Who's on the field? Who's not? I think with, with JMU, you, you, you know they're going to have a good running back on the field because they have four really good ones. So if you assume not all of them are out, you know that they're at least going to have one good running back. Maybe they're not as strong in the offensive line as they've been or as strong in the defensive line as they've been in the past because if you, you put the, the COVID stuff together with some of the injuries they've had already, maybe if you're William & Mary, you can assume – that they'll be playing some younger players up front on both sides. Uh, because if you think about the, the injuries to, to Liam Fornadoli at a season-ending injury that was uh, announced after the Elon game, and then uh, you look at the defensive line, they lost Jalen Green for the spring, Isaac Uku for the spring. Those, those two players suffered those injuries back in fall practice. So they're down some defensive linemen. And then throw the COVID stuff, you could probably assume – you know, O-linemen, D-linemen here and there, and they may have to play some younger players up front, which is always a detriment. So I, I think you can kind of start to figure it out a little bit, uh, but certainly certainly going to be a little bit different looking. And you, you know those William & Mary coaches, right? They'll be they'll be scouring the, the, the pregame warm-ups, looking at mm-hmm. who, who's in, who's out, and, and what, what JMU's brought with them. Absolutely. No, no doubt about that. So let's keep talking on the field a little bit here. And this is going to sound like the typical fan question. Nothing wrong with that. We love fans. We want fans back in the stadium. We want fans uh, reading your stories and listening on, on Sports Talk Radio as well. But what happened at Elon, Greg? And, and I, I preface that by saying, of course, Elon has scholarship players, too, you know. They practice every day of the week, too, you know. They're out there to win a football game as well. But it was surprising to see Elon up there in the fourth quarter and JMU needing a comeback as it had to win that game by three. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And it, it was just kind of astonishing because early in the game, when you're watching James Madison, you just thought, man, they, they look disinterested. I guess that, that's a fair way to put it. Their energy was flat. They, they came out with, without that. Yeah, if you think back to the, the, ninth, the 2019 team, the, the 2017 team, they, they always played with that, that swagger. The 16 team, of course, had it when they won a national championship. Uh, they always played with a swagger, always played with an edge. And they, just, they came out flat, and they did it the week before, too. Uh, against Robert Morris, they just came out slow and and just didn't look like they they were all in on on playing early in the game. And 
Uh, I think it, it jolted them when, when they fell behind 17-3, to three and they realized, well, you know, if, if you don't wake up, Elon's going to beat you, and your playoff hopes may be, may be in jeopardy uh, only in week three. I think I think there's some understanding there, especially from a few of the older players, that, that the margin for error is very slim this spring. One loss probably puts you on the bubble, and two losses probably takes you out of a postseason contention. And in the second half, they woke up when when Signetti decided to change quarterbacks. Colt Johnson uh, just just wasn't wasn't giving them. Uh, what they wanted on offense, and they they brought in Gage Maloney, uh, who who's been in the program. He's a fourth year junior, left handed quarterback, and he gives them a little something in the running game uh, that Johnson doesn't. And even if Maloney's not going to run every single play or, or, or look to run every single play, is probably a better way to put that. Just the threat of him taking off, I think, stresses the defense a little more. And then he brings some physicality too. And when you put Maloney and, and pair him with Palmer or Percy Ajay Obese in a backfield, that, that's tough for a defense to stop when you're talking about the zone read, the read option type of running plays that, that JMU can use when Maloney's in the game. And, and he, he sparked them, led two fourth-quarter touchdowns to rally them past Elon. Uh, they escaped. They, that's, that's, that's probably the best way to put it. They escaped and uh, found a way to win. And I think they're hoping that the quarterback change – can carry them through the rest of the season that they'll get a little bit more production out of their offense the rest of the season. I think the defense has been pretty good. If you look at what they've done in the second half of the games, it's it's just absurd what they've done. I think they've they've held opponents to like negative thirty something rushing yards in the fourth quarter of games. So the defense has been pretty good, especially when you consider that they have eight new starters on that unit. I think it's going to be really fascinating, Greg, to see how JMU comes out Saturday, whether their motor's going to be running at 150 miles an hour or if it's going to be sputtering at the beginning. And we've seen that in college basketball all year long when college basketball teams have had lengthy pauses. They have struggled to come back and, and really get up the speed, game speed quickly. And as you said, with only a few precious games to play, you really do have to do that. You really got to be at that 150 miles an hour pretty much from from uh, from kickoff. And I'll ask you one final question before we let you go. Speaking of final, any word yet on where JMU might head with that last week of the season? Uh, hopefully you get William & Mary in this week and Richmond certainly next week and then finish with Elon. But the South teams have that April 17th open at the moment the north teams many of them are still playing but any any talk yet about who or if jmu would play on april 17th to try and make up for one of these games they've missed yeah i think they'd love to uh just from talking to some 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 folks at jmu uh they they would love to either play william and mary or richmond i I think the preference for them is to host william and mary just because it was the first one that they missed they they, i think they prefer to go in sequential order uh, but if William and Mary wouldn't agree to play, then I'm sure they would ask Richmond. And then if none of those teams would, would, would agree to play, if Richmond uh, nor William and Mary agree to play JMU that last week of the season, JMU wants to get the game in because it's a home game, and all of a sudden you can have a few more fans mm-hmm. in the stands yeah. uh, after, after the governor's orders uh, changed yesterday. But I, I think if you can't get one of those teams to agree, and Jeff Bourne said this, is they may look at, adding a CAA North team, if, if any of those teams have that week off, uh, whether it's due to a COVID situation with an opponent or if they're scheduled for a bye. I think Albany is on a bye that week. I'd have to look it up again to, to make sure that's correct, but I believe it's Albany that's on a bye that week. And remember, those CAA games, even if they're across division, they count toward the conference standings uh, this, this year. So that's kind of fascinating. They could add a North team and it still count in the CAA standings. Uh, and then if that's not a solution, I think they would look and at least explore the idea of maybe filling it with a non-conference game that last week of the regular season, especially if they feel like they need a resume boost uh, for, for their postseason uh, for their postseason chances. So I do think they're going to try to play that last week. Well, let's just get to this week, and we'll take it from there. So I, <laughs> I, I hope you are sitting front and center at Zabel Stadium, wherever they put you with social distancing, and you're watching William and & Mary and JMU at 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon, Greg. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to making the trip. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Bob. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for being with us, and we will catch up with you more frequently as JMU gets back into action. Greg Medea from the Harrisonburg News Record uh, with us on the Sports Huddle this morning on our Herman Allen Hotline. All of our guests appear on the Herman Allen Hotline. Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating and Cooling, serving the Richmond community for more than 50 years. Give them a call at 804 746 5853 or online at Herman Allen Plumbing. So, yes, JMU, William & Mary, slated for 1 o'clock Saturday at Zabel Stadium in Williamsburg. Richmond and Elon, uh, back-to-back for the Spiders to play Elon since they didn't play last week because the JMU game was postponed because of the COVID pause. So after Elon played William & Mary last week and in Williamsburg, they're coming back up here this week to play Richmond Saturday at 4 o'clock. Airtime right now is Saturday at 3.30. And the reason I say that is because it is a little dependent on what Spider basketball does tonight in its NIT game. If the Spiders win tonight, they'd be in the semifinals, and they're slated for the 3 p.m. Eastern Saturday afternoon semifinal slot in the NIT, which would conflict with Spider football. So we'll do some juggling to bring you Spider basketball and Spider football on these airwaves Saturday afternoon. I'm not quite sure how we're going to do that yet, but we will figure it out, and we will have you covered by Saturday afternoon. Uh, all right, and uh, speaking of Spider football real quick, uh, Behind the Web with Coach Russ Huseman continues today, even though the Spiders had the unexpected bye week Saturday. Uh, the coach's radio show goes on each and every Thursday from noon to 1 here on ESPN Richmond, so we'll have that to talk some Spider football with Coach Huseman. Uh, this afternoon at noon, and we're going to bring the uh, two coordinators on today as well, offensive and defensive coordinators in a traditional fall season when the Spiders have had a bye week schedule. That is what we have traditionally done, has brought the coordinate have brought the coordinators on in that bye week, give the players a little bit of a break from us. So Jeff Durden, the Spiders' offensive coordinator, uh, former coordinator at JMU, by the way, when they won a national championship, and Justin Wood, the Spiders' new defensive coordinator, not new to the Spiders' staff, but in his first year as defensive coordinator, and the D is playing great for the first couple of weeks. So the two coaches will join us with Coach Usman this, uh, this afternoon at noon, and Matt McAllister will co-host with me, um, our assistant AD for communications and our football public relations director. So hope you'll tune in. Uh, we will take questions and comments. Uh, via text and email and uh, Twitter, all of that with Coach Usman and the coaches this afternoon at noon. All right, let's get a quick break in here before we get to the top of the hour. Uh, good catching up with Greg Medea from the Harrisonburg Daily News Record this morning talking some spring FCS football. This is the Sports Huddle 99.5-1027. We are ESPN. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update is sponsored by Staples Stores. I-195 northbound, right in center lanes are blocked by a crash at Laburnum Avenue. We've got stop-and-go traffic back through Powhai Parkway because of it. A crash on the shoulder now by I-95 northbound just before the 64 merge. That's backing us up through Bells Road. And there's a wreck on I-95 southbound at the Lombardi Street overpass. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Staples has everything you need to be organized and productive like home office furniture, the latest tech, and organization supplies all at amazing prices. Get a fresh start with big savings from Staples. Follow ESPN Richmond to its new home at 106.1 FM starting April 1st. It's the same sports talk and play-by-play you expect us to deliver at a stronger signal on the FM dial. Thursday, April 1st, we're becoming 1061 ESPN. Lux Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of the Sports Huddle with Bob Black. Mornings on ESPN Richmond, 516 South Washington Highway in Ashland. Online at LuxChevrolet.com. Injured due to someone else's negligence? You need the experience and resources of Allen & Allen. Let them fight for you. Visit AllenAllen.com today. Allstate now has deeper savings. And deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise, and save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. DriveWise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. 
and we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-bys is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Now this is something to get excited about. 21 Days of Beauty is happening now at Ulta Beauty. Get ready to feel fresh, new, and yeah, like you again. Give your routine a glow up with daily beauty steals of 50% off the must-haves from brands like Too Faced and First Aid Beauty. And explore the newest arrivals from brands like Tarte and Benefit. Discover endless ways to feel like your best self. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Hurry! This event ends April 3rd. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code EASY for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 75 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code EASY for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Easy. RVA's best barbecue is at Pig and Brew. Stop by for authentic North Carolina style barbecue and signature to go cocktails. Open Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 1 to 10 p.m., 1313 Hall Street. Online at pigandbrew.com. Serving Richmond and beyond for over 20 years, Bon Air Shell features a full line of automotive services. Check out bonairshell.com, loaded with coupons, specials, and more to see all that they can do for your car and your peace of mind. And now with their Fuel Rewards program, you can save at least five cents per gallon on every fill-up. Learn more at fuelrewards.com. Go see the team at Bon Air Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to bonairshell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232. This update is brought to you by the Richmond Kickers. The 2021 season starts April 24th at City Stadium. Details at richmondkickers.com. This is Ashley from Medora Children and Family Services. Learn more about foster care and adoption services by visiting adore-children.com. This is no April Fool's joke. ESPN Richmond will be heard exclusively on 106.1 FM starting April 1st. Almost right up against the top of the hour here, 8.57 on the Thursday Sports Huddle. Sean Robertson with me tomorrow morning for the Feel Good Friday edition of the Sports Huddle. We'll get into some of the March Madness games uh, that will be played this weekend, the Sweet 16 games. I was scrolling through Twitter uh, during the commercial break there a little bit and uh, came across a couple things I would point out to you. If you follow Norm Wood, and we certainly hope you do, and you're a Virginia Tech fan uh, from the Newport News Daily Press is with us on Tuesday mornings. He's got a really good season-ending story on Virginia Tech and kind of talked about, you know, they exceed expectations, but it would have been even better had the coronavirus not hit. I mean, it would have been better for everybody in life in general, of course. But from a basketball perspective, you know, they played four games in the last 40 days. And that's just what we were talking with Greg Medea about a little bit earlier, about how JMU is going to come back on the football field after not playing for basically three weeks, two games, three weeks, and if they can rev up the engines right from the get-go. And obviously it was very difficult for Tech to do that. 
and it would have been an even better year for the Hokies if they'd been able to play straight through. I know a lot of teams can say that, but this is a Tech team that was picked to finish 11th in the ACC. They wound up, what, uh, third, uh, got to the NCAA tournament, uh, had a chance to win that game against Florida that went to overtime and could be even better. They got off to that great start. They were 14-4. and four. They were 8-3 and three in the ACC, and then the pauses hit. But I think it, it did leave, if you read, I don't want to be a spoiler here, but read Norm's story, and he talks about just how fired up the Hokies are now and kind of recharging themselves because it was a challenge and it was draining, and they'll be back, and, and they're going to bring back the core of that team. Uh, they're not in the transfer portal we hope. That was something else I was going to bring up real quick before we get to the top of the hour. But I think the one guy that does really need to recharge, and I hope he does, is Mike Young, their head coach. I think this really took a lot out of him. If you watch some of his uh, press conferences and interviews from the start of the season to the end, and I think it's this way in general, even in a normal year, but not to the extent that it was this year, I do think he got really worn down by everything that happened in the last you know, 40 or 50 days, the last two months. Understandably so. We all did. Make no mistake about it. So hopefully, and I'm sure he will, he'll recharge, and he's excited about what they got coming back. Uh, and so are the players, most importantly. So if you get a chance... Check out Norm Wood, uh, Newport News Daily Press, and that uh, there was a link on Twitter, on his Twitter feed on that. And then I happened to see one of the guys who works in Philadelphia, 